News, politics, and special guests with a Texas twist. That's the goal of the Luke Messias Show. Our nation and state are at a crossroads, and if you're not informed, you're not equipped to make the change our community needs. Join the conversation and join the cause for liberty today. Welcome to episode 121 of the Luke Mashiach Show. We are going to have a conversation with a friend of mine, Terry Schilling, who runs the American Principles Project, which is... um, Think of it as the NRA for families, which is what Terry says. And I think that's actually a really good way of describing the work that Terry's been doing at the American Principles Project, which is an organization that has existed since like 2009 or um, sometime back then. But uh, he recently took over and has kind of shifted the way they address issues. One of the things I've really appreciated about Terry, which is why I connected um, with him, is that they have handled a lot of issues that historically a lot of social conservative organizations have avoided. Many social conservative organizations focus on life, religious liberty, and a couple other things like that. Um, And they haven't made their core issues the transgender battle over just human biology or things like pornography policy and and things that are plaguing the family unit um, and really undermining all of our society, not only societal norms, but just the culture protecting children's hearts and minds at an early age um, and preventing them from having mass perversion just heaped onto them, um, which so many different facets of society try to do. And I do think that that's undermining just the very institution of the family that we have. We have declining birth rates. We have marriages that people are getting married later. They're staying married less. Um, How does this affect us as a state and as a nation, and what kind of policies would you try to enact to affect it? So Terry, uh, he only had like 15 or 20 minutes, and so we honestly only addressed um, the pornography issue. So the reason I mentioned that on the onset is that we get into a discuss. We're discussing an adult topic, right? So um, if you're listening to this in your car, you have kids in the car, just know um, I would. I'd listen to this at a later time just because of the nature of the conversation as it um, progresses. uh, You know, we're addressing adult topics. And so just keep that in mind um, when you enter into this conversation. Uh, I'm going to bring Terry back on to address declining birth rates, marriages, um, and uh, the transgender issue. Why should conservatives not only be willing to address the issue, but actually eagerly jumping into that battle, looking, seeking out the battle and trying to win the ground? Because on so many of these issues, it's 90-10 with voters. And that's what's so scary to watch is that on the transgender issue, when it comes to banning sex change surgeries, on it, when it comes to age verifying um, access to any adult content on the internet or what Jeff Kaysen tried to do this last session with addressing the public health crisis that is pornography or um, addressing uh, actually content filtering default internet settings. Uh, You have so many people that oppose it. Why? Why when you go out and poll normal voters, Republicans, Democrats, and independents alike, do you get an 80-20 or a 90-10 response in favor of the pro-family policy and yet Republican-controlled legislatures can't address the issue. So we get into that with Terry. He also gives you an opportunity to join what they're doing at the American Principles Project. And if you're somebody who cares about these issues on a cultural level and says, hey, I want to be engaged on a national level on how I can make a difference, then you definitely should be checking out what they do. Um, I am also joining them as a member. And so, um, you know, if you join, you'll join with me because I do think that we need to start building an army of families that uh, are actively trying to figure out how to address 
the cultural issues that we have. So uh, I hope you enjoy the conversation again. If if you have kids listening, and I definitely would recommend um, that uh, that you save this conversation for a later time. But I do think that it's a conversation worth having. And we need to be able to address these issues in for what they are, which is what this conversation is. It's a conversation about really what is the content we're trying to prevent and, and what does it do. So um, God bless you. Thank you for continuing to follow along with our program and the conversations we're bringing you. I do think they're important when it comes to the future of Texas and where we're headed. And I'm so grateful that so many of you are joining us along the way. Thanks, guys. Thank you so much, Terry, for coming on the Luke Messiah Show. I uh, want to have a conversation with you. These are conversations you and I and a lot of other people have had about the direction of conservatives, the direction of our nation, uh, where our culture is moving on issues of importance to the family unit. And one of the things I appreciate about the American Principles Project, which in a little bit, I'm going to get you to uh, maybe tell our listeners a little bit more about and how they can engage with your organization further. But y'all are tackling some policy issues that aren't typically brought up um, in every single conservative social leaning organization. And so one of those is the issue of pornography, um, which came to the forefront here in Texas when Representative Jeff Kaysen decided that our rural broadband expansion could offer default porn-filtered internet uh, to just significantly reduce the amount of porn consumed by Texas families, but specifically Texas children. And um, and that kind of got a discussion going. Uh, I think you have talked about this, and we've talked about it on the show, that the Texas Senate unfortunately stripped that language out. Um, there were I saw something published that there were over 100 stakeholders on the rural broadband bill. And that tells you how many people were set to make a lot of money and are going to make a lot of money off this project. And when all of a sudden this family oriented policy got thrown into the mix, uh, they didn't like it too much. And so what I would love uh, to hear your thoughts on is one, kind of that approach from a policy perspective, but also maybe talk to us a little bit more about the porn issue, why this is an issue that conservatives should care about from a policy perspective. Why should we engage in that kind of battle? Well, I think first and foremost, uh, we have to really be concerned about children. Yeah. Uh, pornography online um, is absolutely out of control in several ways. Uh, it's out of control in the ability of children to access it. It's out of control in the type of content and <clears throat> the violence and the just, I mean, I mean the stuff that's out there is mm. really, really bad. It's not, yep. you know, we all grew up with Playboy magazine, right? Um, just, you know, bare breasts and butts basically. This is not that. This is violent. This is um, it's egregious. Um, and, uh, you know, so first and foremost, it's about the kids. Um, the average age of first exposure to pornography online is 11 years old. Mm. And if you think about that, that's before most kids hit puberty. Mm -hmm. uh, so they're having their first like real sexual experience before uh, they even hit puberty. It's, it's out of control. Um, you know, it, it, this is a form of sex abuse. It's a form of child pornography, right? Mm -hmm. It's children accessing pornography. Um, and um, so we really have to address it from that standpoint. Now, even beyond that, um, you know, these are simple rules that we have for all the brick and mortar 
uh, adult mm -hmm. activities, right? So alcohol sales, you have to check an ID. Um, casinos, they check your ID. Yep. In-person in porn shops, they check your ID. But it's also the standard for online adult activities as well. Uh, you know, online uh, alcohol sales, you have to verify your age. Yep. Uh, the, the other big thing, I, and I use this comparison a lot because it really shows you the difference between these two industries. The online gambling uh, industry, they are more protective of our children than the online pornography industry. And, and mm. here's why. My, uh, I have a 15-year-old daughter and a 10-year-old daughter. We're all Cubs fans, right? And we can't go online and place a $10 bet uh, on the Cubs to win the World Series next year. But uh, my 15 and 10-year-old daughter can go to Pornhub.com and see some of the most violent, disgusting um, mm. activity um, that's ever been around humanity. Mm. Uh, it's, it's absolutely egregious. None of these porn sites do any type of you know, real age verification. Mm. They're basically flaunting uh, this in our faces, by the way. Um, and you know, so... This, this really is an attack on the on the human person. And it starts with children, just like cigarettes, right? Like, you know, the cigarette companies used to advertise with cartoons and they'd go into the kids' magazines and they were targeting kids because that was their future, uh, mm -hmm. you, know, so, you know, customers. And the porn industry is doing the same thing, except we don't really have any uh, political champions who are standing up for our families and our children. Um, I could go into the other effects uh, mm -hmm. on on adults, um, you know, erectile dysfunction, <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, divorce. I mean, there's a lot of different things that uh, young men are now experiencing. Yeah. I think you know, in the military, uh, the average age for when they start prescribing erectile dysfunction medication is 33 years old. Um, ED is a, it's an old man's disease. It's, it's not something that young men in their thirties, the prime of their fertility uh, should be suffering from. But the thing about porn is that it gets you used to uh, a certain quality and certain activities. Um, and then it ends up making the real world uh, seem the way just... to, uh, yeah, I think, I think the, uh, an appropriate description of that is that once, once anything designed for one purpose is perverted, I mean, and we use the perverted is often used to refer to sexual things of nature, but it, anything can be perverted, right? And um, but once you twist it, once you pervert it, once you make it something that it shouldn't be or something that it's not, it's literally going to change an entire society. <laughs> you're you're you're, no, you're taking right. and you're going to come in at the young age. You're going to introduce this thing that could be a source of. Um, that could be a source that has long held communities and cultures and families together, which is what sex is. And instead, you're going to make it something that is based purely on raw consumption, right? And then you're going to go, wow, what happened to our young men in our culture? Mm -hmm. um, so I remember you wrote an article in First Things, I believe, uh, addressing several opportunities that people had to um, address the porn issue in a... Um, from a public policy perspective, because I think the way a lot of conservatives have addressed this issue is, hey, uh, don't do it, right? I mean, we're like out there saying, uh, don't do drugs, uh, don't consume porn, but our politicians largely just didn't even think that this was something they could do, which made me really grateful for Representative Kaysen to say, hey, I want to actually address this issue and have a conversation. Um, he tried to have the legislature, we did this public health institute and it's going to study different health stuff. And he just had an amendment where he said, hey, I want to study the negative effects of porn addiction. 
in Texas. And that amendment died. I mean, there was a vote, I think 60 some odd people voted for it and 80 people voted against it. And then you realize, what does it say about a society when a majority of the legislature is like, yeah, we don't really want to know. <laughs> it's just, you're yeah, literally yeah. shoving these things under the rug as if they're not going to address it. You say the average age for children consuming this stuff is 11. And I always like pointing out that that's an average. Okay. That's, that doesn't mean when you meet a kid who's eight or nine, they probably haven't consumed it. There's a good chance they have. It's just that some other kid was protected until he was 15. And so, you know, and they're, and they've all, they're all getting it at some point, unfortunately. And so all that to be said, why do you think, and are there any examples nationwide of conservatives, Republicans addressing porn, or are we, st- we have we still yet to reach that point to where certain states are, are fully addressing it? Well, um, it, it's, we've only had really one state that's passed anything to, you know, regulate online pornography, and that was Utah. Earlier this year, they passed legislation that would Basically, you know, it's a very small lift. It's uh, they require uh, cell phone companies to uh, put an adult content filter on any phones that were sold uh, to minors or, or, you know, in a family plan for minors. But it only goes into effect if if a total of five states enact similar legislation. So it still hasn't really done anything. I thought that was really unfortunate. Just that little part part in it. Right. Like, hey, here's this thing. We want to protect our kids if four other states want to protect their kids too. You know, you're going yeah. like, well, what? That's a little confusing, but it's better than nothing. But Yeah. So I, I, I've, I've wrestled with this question of like why we haven't made more progress on it. And I think that it comes down to two things. One, Democrats are evil uh, for the most part. I mean, they're pushing an agenda where, you know, if they, if they had it their way, three-year-olds would be able to watch pornography to, you know, learn and have, you know, learn about all the different types of sex out there. Uh, but Republicans are losers. Uh, Republicans are lame. They're stale. Uh, they say things that are just so obviously untrue. Like uh, when when this Texas bill was being brought up, one of the legislators was on TV saying, "Well, it's just so hard to define what pornography is." Um, well, the problem with you saying that is we do an excellent job of keeping pornography off of cable television. We do yeah. an excellent job of keeping pornography off of broadcast television. We do a great job of keeping explicit content off of the radio. Uh, so I think you're just lying or lazy mm-hmm. um, because you're not even coming up with really good excuses. Um, you know, the other things that we hear are you just can't do it. It costs too much. Listen, tax the porn companies then. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're a hundred billion dollar year industry. And that was in 2017. That was four years ago. Uh, these people are making a lot of money and they should be paying for the cleanup. Right. Like we, we had an industrial revolution back yep. in the, the 20th century, right early on. And they started polluting our airways and polluting our waterways. And we had to pass environmental regulations that these companies would pay for and make them good stewards. The same thing happened with the Internet. We just haven't forced the bad players to clean up their acts. This is not a big government, uh, you know, piece of legislation or, or good, big government policy. This is a normal government policy that we've had since the beginning of this country. We've always regulated pornography up until the advent of the internet. Um, and and even when uh, the internet came along, we tried to with the Communications Decency Act. But the Supreme Court, as as wise and as profound as they usually are, uh, came out and said that. Uh, while we can regulate uh, explicit content off of broadcast television and radio, the internet isn't as pervasive as those mm. two mediums. 
I mean, you fast forward, that was in 1997, you fast forward 24 years, and yep. I don't know the last time I watched broadcast television, yes. let alone listen to the radio. Yes. Um, so um, it's between evil people, the wicked, and losers uh, who can't think up ways of, of how to win the, the stuff back. These are super popular policies, by the way. I, I just want to point that out. Uh, we've done a series of public polling across mm-hmm. 10 states last year, and we asked about age verification for porn online. This is a 90-10 issue, and mm. I'm not talking like, you know, it's a 90-10 issue across the board. It yeah, not just with Republicans. This is yeah, independents, Democrats. People just think it should happen. It's like embedded in us that, you know, if you're under 18, you shouldn't be exposed to graphic sexual acts, right? Um, you know, Americans are good people, but our politicians suck. Um, they're wicked and the other half is just, they're just a bunch of losers. So we have to start changing that. We, we really, um, I think we can change this though, Luke, by holding these guys accountable. Mm. So, um, we need to take lists, uh, and start collecting scalps because our kids are at stake here. Right. Mm. And, and I get it. Like you don't have the cojones to, uh, you know, protect my kids and do a very simple thing. Like filter out porn and, and uh, you know, or, or, or even have age verification online for porn mm-hmm. sites. I get it. You don't have the courage to do it. Then get the hell out of the way because we need mm-hmm. people that will. Our kids are too. The thing is, is what people don't realize is that, uh, especially in Texas, Texas scares the hell out of me because you guys are such a good state. You're such a powerful state. You're such a strong state, uh, but you're primarily led by the business community mm-hmm. and the economic community and those economic interests drive everything. Well, I just, this shouldn't be news or, you know, or newsflash or anything, but when you lose the culture, when your kids are sexually mm-hmm. abused and sexually like distorted and perverted, uh, you're not going to have a lot of people that like low taxes. You're not mm-hmm. going to have a lot of people that want to restrain the spending. All of these cultural fights, they're actually the, the root cause of why there are socialists in this country, right? Uh, when you let the family disintegrate, when you let children be sexually abused by pornography online or, you know, whatever, uh, through transgender mutilation surgeries and all that, when you let that start happening, you end up getting really bad citizens who don't care about limited government, who don't care about the Constitution, who want to raise taxes on really rich people and oil companies, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, by the way. Um, you know, so... Um, I wish that these guys got it, um, mm-hmm. and I think that they will in the coming years. I'm very worried, frankly, Luke, about Texas becoming purple, um, and if not, uh, blue. Um, I'd like to eventually have another Republican president elected, mm-hmm. and every time I see the Texas legislature kick the can down the road on these family and cultural issues, I just think, oh, well, we're one step closer to Texas going blue, and the left knows that, right? Like, yep. the left knows how to make a state blue, um, and it's the California model. You know, Cal- mm. people don't realize California went Republic. They voted for the Republican candidate uh, for president in every mm. election from 1952 all the way up until 1992. That's 42 years. Wow. I'm sorry, 40 years of voting Republican. And it wasn't um, um, it wasn't until they started doing no fault divorce, legalized abortion, pornography, all of that. Um, that was what ended up turning the tide in that state. And now you'll never get California back. So I think anyway, you told like me in the California Republican Party within the 90s kind of shifted significantly to go, hey, we're going to be uh, fiscally responsible and socially tolerant. We're going to we're going to avoid the social issues. We're going to be kind of this bread and butter business tax party. And uh, and that was a shift that they made in the late 80s, early 90s that then you saw help basically 
increase the rate at which you were already having social change in California. Because if you have two major political parties and both go, hey, we're not going to address the social issues, then all you're going to get is social demise. You know, it's like, right. hey, it's already going in that direction. Somebody should probably try to pull the brakes back, you know, pull the reins back, turn around, go the other way. And you're just not seeing that happen. I did want to get into some of the transgender issues with you, Terry, but I, I know you're short for time. So I'm not going to go there. I'm going to have you back um, to have a specific conversation about that issue. It's an issue that our listeners and viewers um, have heard us talk about a lot, but I do think that you bring um, a, a you know, compelling reason and a conversation from a nationwide perspective and on Texas on why our party and our leaders should be willingly going into, in fact, looking for the battles and going into those battles. So we'll talk about that in a little bit, but here's what I want to get to. Um, the American Principles Project is a little different than some of the other family organizations out there, both in the type of policy that you sometimes address being this conversation. I couldn't just bring on any social organization and have a conversation about porn. Um, and I think y'all's willingness to, to address that from a policy perspective sets you apart. Tell us a little bit um, about what you're doing, because I know this is an organization that's been around for a little while, but there's some changes going on, there's some shifts going on, and there's an opportunity for Texans to be more engaged. And I do want them to at least hear what y'all are doing there. Yeah, of course. So um, again, thanks for having me on, Luke. I, I love talking with you. I love working with you. Uh, I, what I'll say is it's very simple. Uh, what we've essentially done is built an NRA style organization, but instead of guns, we're focused on families. So we are going, we're putting family policy at the forefront. We want politicians to pay a price when they hurt families. And we want to help the good pro-family guys from all the anti-family organizations that are out there. There are millions, tens of millions of dollars spent every year trying to unelect our allies, our good mm -hmm. guys. And there really hasn't been anyone on our side doing anything even close to that. Um, but we're changing that, right? Um, not only are we spending significant amounts of money um, in campaigns and elections to get the good guys elected and the bad guys unelected, but we're also building a membership. Uh, we just launched this last week, the week leading up to Father's Day. It's called The Big Family. Uh, and the, 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 the logic is simple, right? Everyone in DC and in all the state capitals, they've got a, a lobbyist and a political action committee uh, to defend their interests, to unelect the bad guys and elect the good guys. Um, and you know, you got big, big pharma, big tech, big business, big oil, all of that. Uh, but you don't have big family. Mm. And so we want to make big family a big thing um, and really hold these politicians accountable. Look, but there are 130 million families in America. Okay. Mm -hmm. I don't need all 130 of them, uh, 130 million of them. I need a million of them. Uh, mm -hmm. And so that's what we're trying to do. We want to approach the size of the NRA. Um, and, and even if we fall short and get half as many people as yep. the NRA, we're still going to be able to kick a lot of anti-family butt. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, yep. uh, you know, the thing is the undergirding philosophy is very simple politicians uh, by design, you know, our founders are very smart, but they made the system so that politicians only care about one thing, and that is their reelection. And yeah. so we want to collect a few scalps, unelect some bad guys. And if, even if you just collect a few scalps, uh, the left will get the message very quickly. Democrats mm -hmm. in power will get the message very quickly and they'll stop their assault on us. I mean, they, they've just been running roughshod because People like Mitch Daniels and, and the Bushes and, and, and all of that, they've been running our party and they've mm. declared a truce on social issues. Mm -hmm. And it's been a nightmare because what, it, what, it, what it's been is it's been a one-sided truce, which is actually like mm -hmm. a slaughter. 
Yeah. Uh, and a massacre. I mean, it's really a massacre. Yes. That's what, yeah. That's what the left didn't, the left didn't get the message that we were taking a truce. They're like, Oh no, we're still taking this ground. You're just walking yeah. away from it. Yeah. Right. Right. And, uh, it's been an utter catastrophe and failure. And, um, you know, um, and by the way, uh, you know, if you really care about deficits, uh, if you really care about spending, you really want to get invested in more people having kids, uh, mm. and families and starting them because, you know, uh, what are we up to 29, $28 yes. trillion dollars worth of debt? Well, that $28 trillion is going to be a lot harder to pay off, uh, with, you know, 150 million people in the United States instead of 330 million. Uh, so we really, and that's the trajectory that we're heading in, uh, yeah. with our, 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 our below replacement level, uh, birth rates and our, our lack of marriages. So we, we've really got to turn us around and, um, it's very simple. In our next conversation, family. we'll address falling birth rates, marriages, and the transgender issue, but you've been very gracious with the uh, time you've given. You've actually given us more time than you said you had, so I'm really grateful for that. <laughs> if somebody wants to become one of those 500,000 or million families that's joining the organization, what does it cost? Do they pay? Do they give you their information? How, how does that work and where do they go? So this is for the long run, right? Um, and we're asking people that, you know, to be a member, uh, just donate 25 bucks. Uh, your first 25 bucks gets you in the door as a member. We're going to be asking you for more money down the road, though. I mean, there and, and if you can't get more money, we're going to ask you, be asking you to help us and volunteer mm -hmm. with campaigns and elections. We want to put people to work, right? I want families involved in politics. Mm -hmm. You know, all the anti-family people are, but our people aren't. So mm -hmm. um, you go to savethefamily.app. It's very simple. Just savethefamily.app. Your first 25 bucks gets you in the door. We're going to tell you about the threats to the American family. We're producing a report later this year. Uh, we're going to let you know about all your local elections, keep you engaged and active on that front. Uh, we're going to, this is going to be a big movement. It's going to be a big deal. We're going to be more effective than the NRA. Terry, thank you for your time. Thank you for coming on and talking to us about these issues. And we will have another conversation sometime this year about the other policy that's plaguing the family, how Texas can address these things, but also from a nationwide perspective, just where we are and why we should be engaging in the battle. Thanks for all you're doing. Uh, God bless you. Thanks, Luke. Thank you for listening to The Luke Messias Show. This program is brought to you by Scorecard Media. Check out texasscorecard.com to read up on all things Texas. Scorecard Media has other podcasts as well. Yeah, they're not as good as this one, but you should still check them out. Honestly, though, visit texasscorecard.com to see all the content they're producing on a daily basis. If you'd like our podcast to grow, please consider subscribing to the show on whatever platform you listen on and leave a review. That helps others find the content we're producing. Thank you. God bless you and God bless Texas. Texas.